Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Bipolar Disorder Moment. I'm your host, Alan Cooper. Today we have our first ever guest with us today. Dr. Anonymous is here to talk to us about stigma. Welcome. Hi, Alan. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for inviting me to your podcast. Well, thank you for coming. It's an honor to have you. Um, maybe you could introduce yourself. Well, I decided to be anonymous for this podcast, and there's a reason for that. I have bipolar disorder. I also am a professional woman. I have a background in research. Excellent, excellent. So, you said you're anonymous for a reason. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So, as I mentioned, I'm a professional woman, and I don't want myself to be labeled as someone who has a mental illness at work, because it brings a lot of stigma. And even though the society is moving forward, Everyone is talking about mental illness, and there's a movement that we should talk openly about it at work. However, in reality, I'm still scared that how this would impact my workplace and how would people perceive me. That's why I decided to be anonymous. Okay. And are there specific things that you think could potentially happen if people were aware that you have bipolar disorder? One example I could think about is, at my workplace, some people knew that I had bipolar disorder, and one day I was legitimately upset at someone. I think it was legitimate, but later it was labeled as I was having a mood moment in at work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's common, isn't it? We can't have just emotions. We have illness. Hmm. So how would you want that to change? Like, How would the workplace be respectful of our illnesses, you think? I've been lucky. Um, the wor- one workplace I worked at, uh, they knew me very well. They respected me. And some... People at my workplace knew that I have bipolar disorder, and they have never labeled me as one. Mm -hmm. But as I said, there were these small instances where it happened. I would like to see everyone take me for the person I am, Mm -hmm. not react in a way that I am sick, so I'm fragile, Mm -hmm. that I cannot be told are given feedback. Mm-hmm. At the same token, don't interpret all my behaviors as an illness. And I think a lot of this comes from people's ignorance. They mm-hmm. don't know what a disorder is, what a mental illness is. Having bipolar disorder doesn't mean that I'm sick all the time. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are times I'm. I am sick, but most of the time I'm well. And it is, I manage my illness very well. Mm -hmm. But 
it's ignorance of people. You know, once I told someone that I have bipolar disorder, he was an acquaintance, and he looked at me and said, you don't look like you have the disorder. Because <laughs> <laughs> if people with this bipolar disorder would have special horns or third eye or something. Yeah. You know how I like Melody Moisey, the author? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like her is because I read one of her articles, and she's a lawyer and a professor, very accomplished person, and she got that same response that you don't look like you have bipolar disorder. And she says when she hears that, she feels like saying you don't look like you're stupid. <laughs> it really frustrates her. Maybe for people who don't have bipolar disorder, can you describe how it feels to have that label and have people mistreat you that way? It's hard. You've, you know, the problem is when, some, when the society overall stigmatizes us, we internalize it ourselves. So at some level, I cannot blame only the society because I have stigmatized myself as a result of what has happened. And I would judge myself when other people judge me because of what has happened in the past. And even if they are slightly hinting to myself, it's a big deal because how I have internalized this whole illness. So one advice... I give to people right now is that my health information is very personal. Mm -hmm. No one needs to know it. People Mm -hmm. may be curious, but be very careful to whom you reveal Mm -hmm. because it's your reputation. It's your job in line. Mm -hmm. I know it goes against what the society is talking about, but when you walk the walk, it's it's not the same. Absolutely. Um, What about this notion I've come across, some people who have bipolar disorder, this is a bit of a contentious topic because they think we should all disclose that we have the illness. And if we all are not doing that, then we're doing a disservice by perpetuating the illness, by being ashamed of it, or I don't know. How do you feel about that sentiment? I don't agree with it. And the reason is, as I mentioned, my health information is very personal. Mm -hmm. Some people are very open when they have been detected from cancer, for example, and some people are very private about it. Mm -hmm. And as a human being, I have the right to do whatever I do with Mm -hmm. my health information. Um, At a macro level, at a societal level, should we be doing that? I think maybe, but how can we take care of the society if we are not able to take care of ourselves? A huge change needs to happen. If we are discriminated against at work all the time, we won't be holding jobs. Then how can we (laughs) show people that we are capable of doing what we are doing? Um, I can bring an example There is a very famous psychologist called Marsha Linehan. She was the founder of one specific type of psychotherapy called dialectical behavior therapy. And she did a phenomenal work for working with people with borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. 
and DBT or dialectical behavior therapy is the only treatment psychology in terms of psychotherapy that works. Mm-hmm. She never said anything till the age of 67. Wow, really? When she disclosed that she had borderline personality wow. disorder. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she made a lot of difference in the field. Mm-hmm. But it was her prerogative not to say that mm-hmm. she had the illness. And it's, I do not agree with people when they're shaming, oh, you should say it. Mm-hmm. No, it's your health comes first, your choices come first. Well, and even the job situation, I, I've in the past had problems with employers who have found out that I have bipolar disorder rather than another illness. So I often say that's a, when I was not disclosing it. I think it's a great idea for everybody else to do, to make that change. But I'm not going to do that. I have to, I had to live my life. And unfortunately, like you say, we we need to protect ourselves to survive and and have a good life. And, you know, it is good to do the talk, but even in the field of counseling, psychology, there is discrimination. So where people are fully aware of the illness. So what would you expect in the common yeah. <laughs> in the common population? Exactly. It's only one to three percent of the people in the population have bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's a very small number. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is discrimination and we should do something about it. But we can be activists, but not at the l- expense of our own <clears throat> health, our own mental health, that or our ho- own wellness. And I know what I'm saying is goes against what the society is saying right now. Let's come out. Yeah. But you need to do the walk to know what it feels like. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you see stigma in the future, do you think things are getting better or, or do you think there are things we could do to make things better? I'm hopeful. Yeah. And I think the society is changing. Mm-hmm. More people are talking about it. And there will be a change. It's going to come slow. And we all need to work towards it. It begins at home. Mm-hmm. When you see someone with an illness, try mm-hmm. not to stereotype them. And it's easier said than done because we have been conditioned to mm-hmm. think certain ways about certain mm-hmm. things. So mental illness, we often associate with behavioral problems. We associate it with violence. And it takes a long time to change that thought process. But we are making progress. Mm-hmm. And we can be advocates we can, even if I don't disclose that I have bipolar disorder, I can be an advocate for people who have mental illness and they should hold jobs, they should do, they should not be discriminated against. It doesn't have to come at my own expense. That's how I feel about it. And what about, I think some people are afraid to talk about it because they're worried that they'll insult us or they'll misinterpret what we're we're going through? 
do you feel like engaging in a dialogue with your friends and family could be helpful with the with the helping the stigma issue? Oh yes, you know the game you have made and yeah. remember. So just to give a background for those who are listening, Alan and his friends made a bipolar board game, which very much looks like a Monopoly, but it uh, has it's based on bipolar disorder and decimating information around it. We played in a friend's party around the dining table and there were a few people who did not know much about the illness and at the end they said, wow, now I know about it, thank you. Mm -hmm. So knowledge is power. So talking Mm -hmm. about it is very helpful. You could play the game with your family. You don't have to say that you have bipolar disorder. You Mm -hmm. could play it with your friends. Mm -hmm. They know the disease now. They will not have some misconstrued ideas Mm -hmm. about the illness. They will be less fearful. Mm -hmm. They will be less embarrassed to ask more. I don't know about you, but I invite, well, now that I've disclosed to the world that I have it, but I, I invite conversation, meaningful conversation, a respectful conversation around it? Is that something you think has value? I guess if you're still anonymous, that's hard to do, but... You know, I have disclosed it to people, and when you do that, you have to be ready Mm -hmm. to get a reaction that you may (laughs) not want, and and you have to be okay with it. And then people are scared not only because they think you might attack them, but also it's embarrassment, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So if you can normalize the situation when you're having the conversation, it will be useful. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned on a macro level, do you have an opinion on, on how... I know social justice is one of your passions, right? Do you have an opinion on how governments or... Or agencies can help with the stigma? I think the first thing that works for human dignity is independence and agency. Mm-hmm. One of the ways people can gain that is having the ability to live by themselves independently. Mm-hmm. And that can be achieved through work. So I st- st- would like to advocate strongly that people are able to whole jobs and Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes when Mm -hmm. you're really sick Mm -hmm. you can't but at workplace accommodations need to be made yeah for example many of the psychiatric drugs have effects on sleep wakefulness cycle Mm -hmm. so people often wake up later than they can wake up at 6 a.m. and go to work at 7 so making those accommodations such as the person can go to work late and stay late if necessary. Mm-hmm. And making small changes like that can be so helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Was there any other wisdom you wanted to impart on the billions of people listening to my podcast? <laughs> One thing I would like to say, I don't want to leave people with the impression that, oh, never disclose it. Disclose it if you're comfortable. But don't feel the need to disclose it for social justice. 
you have to be the best judge where you can disclose it. If you, if it's your comfort level to be anonymous, be anonymous for as long as you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's the message I would like to leave with. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Anonymous. And thanks for being my first ever guest on the Bipolar Disorder Moment. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye.